Welcome to the Flourish with Functional Nutrition podcast. I'm your host, Madeline Lowry, founder of Twin Cities Nutritional Therapy and a nutritional therapy practitioner specializing in chronic digestive issues, allergies, sensitivities, and autoimmune conditions. Join me for episode 20, where we discuss fitness nutrition with Jenny LeBaugh, fitness coach and nutritional therapy practitioner from Northern California. Hear about her approach to fitness and nutrition for people from all walks of life, in order to improve longevity and performance. Learn about how she works with distance clients and what you can expect from sessions with her. Listen until the end for her quick nutrition tip. As always, we must disclaim that the information we share in the podcast is for educational purposes only. Functional nutrition is similar to functional medicine in that it seeks to strengthen the systems of the body and address root causes of illness. As nutritional therapy practitioners, we do not diagnose or treat disease, and we recommend working with a qualified practitioner. Now, let's talk to Jenny. Hey, Jenny. Thanks for coming back to talk with me again. Absolutely. Thank you again for having me. (laughs) So in our last podcast episode, we heard a little bit about your backstory, sort of what you were doing as an athlete, and you're championing championing for um, epilepsy and you know, your history with that. You talked about being a fitness coach and I know you've done that for quite some time. Can you tell me more about that? Yeah. So, um, like anything in the last 15 years, there's been a lot of evolution, you know, I've started out in just like big corporate gyms and Mm -hmm. then I worked in some, um, training studios and now I, I own my, my own gym and studio, which is, which is really great. I keep it very personal. I work with, I would say, majority kind of the average Joe people that just are looking for a little bit of motivation and encouragement and a good community to improve their health and their fitness and and I'm really lucky I get to provide that it's great I also do a lot of remote work with clients and I have personal and also kind of group challenges or programs I guess you could say but the um my online stuff, honestly, is mostly at this point, a lot of water skiing because we're in the water ski world. So I feel pretty fortunate to work with a bunch of um, athletes in that capacity. But yeah, I'm working with a with a guy that is going to be doing his first ever triathlon. He's going to do it in the form of a half Ironman. So we have, we've got some lofty goals, but I work with a wide variety of people and I really love it. And how do your clients find you? Word of mouth. I've never actually marketed. Um, I, you know, I'm in a community where um, it's a fairly small community. So people talk and, you know, I think that's kind of the best way for me. You know, I I work with people that are actually looking for some longevity and understand that this is a lifestyle. Uh, So word of mouth is really, really the biggest way. And remind me again where your gym is situated in Northern California. I'm just outside of Chico, which is a little bit north of Sacramento. Mm, Okay. Yeah. So you're saying you have a strong water skiing community there? Well, we do there. My, um, so my other half, Marcus, he's, he was a professional water skier for 19 years. So he's, um, when I first met him 12 years ago, we went around the nation. (laughs) I have such an interesting experience I feel very lucky, but we went around the nation living in a Peterbilt semi that was converted to a motorhome, and we drove wow. 
we drug a boat behind us and we um, taught people how to, he taught people how to water ski on the water and I taught people how to train for water skiing on land. So I'm still, still working with that community in that capacity, which is really great. That sounds really interesting. So your typical clients, it sounds like you have a little bit of both worlds. I do. I have some athletes and I have people that just want to be healthier and fitter and feel good in their jeans. (laughs) (laughs) And so how do you, um, you know, how do you work with a person who's just in a regular walk of life, not a professional athlete, but just wants to be, like you said, fitter and healthier? You know, um, I do, depending on the person, right? If it's a personal session, we and usually people new to the gym, if they don't have experience um, in a, in a um, weight training or fitness training environment, I will suggest that they do some personal training just so that I can make sure that their movement is good. Um, I'm definitely a quality over quantity type of person. So we really address and assess range of motion first to see mm-hmm. that the body is actually functioning properly and the joints are functioning properly and Um, understanding the basics, you know, just starting with braced breathing and then moving into the extremities and starting to learn how to move through a squat properly and take a very progressive approach to it. So with that said, I also do group classes and that makes it so it's not the personal setting, you know, but I, I don't, I don't usually take more than six to eight people at a time in a class. So it's very bouncing from one person to the next and everyone understands that safety is the most important thing and um, intensity and volume follow that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's great. You know, I mean, it's really, we start our day, a typical session, if you were to ever work with me, we come in and we have a, while you're warming up, we have a discussion of how, how's your day been? How's your diet? How's your water? How's your sleep? How's your stress? We go through all the the components of of your day because if going into um, a workout you are depleted in any way it can be dangerous on your health so my clients we take a very very um, holistic lifestyle approach to our fitness as well so we start the warm-up making sure that we're ready to train and if we need to modify the workout that is planned based on where we're at that day then we absolutely do that but there's always a strength component for the most part and then we um depending on where we're at or what type of cycle that we're in, we're doing some type of conditioning or metabolic conditioning work. And then we always finish up with some stretching and mobility work. It's pretty fun. Yeah. So when people start working with you, is, is it like they sign up for a package of sessions or how, how does that work? So it depends. So if I'm doing online, it's a month to month thing. So I work, I I won't work with anybody online for just like a couple days, you know, we're going to be doing at least, at least a month and making sure that we're on some type of a good solid program. I would say for the most part, though, I've been been working with a lot of my online clients for a year plus a year up to, to eight years, you know, we've been been keeping that going. In my own personal gym, it's a little bit different. People can sign up for personal training packages um, or they can come in for just a one-off. You know, if people are like, hey, I've got some back pain and I need to have a little bit of a home program, then I work with them on that. I worked in a physical therapy office for a long time. So Mm. I also have some experience with kind of a prehab, rehab type setting as well. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's that. And then there's also people that just come to my gym, like I said, for the group classes and they'll pay a month membership to, to come in and, and take classes. So a, a wide variety of ways. And so when you work with someone online, are they exercising when they're online with you or how, are you coaching them to then conduct their own uh, training session afterwards? 
Yeah, good question. Um, no, they are, I'm not watching them work out. Sometimes we'll get on like a Skype call or a, or a FaceTime call and I'll, I'll want to see their movement. So I'll have them do a squat and I will give them um, critique on that and feedback. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I typically make a program and depending on if people sign up, what, what level they sign up with, sometimes that's just a full-blown, here's a month program, go ahead and do it. And we um, share just a Google Doc, just a, a shared sheet where they can go in and log and I can provide feedback. And then sometimes it's a, people sign up for a little bit more in-depth package and we're doing nutrition coaching on top of it and we're doing week-to-week programming so that depending on how they're feeling each week, I can go in and, and modify it. I do, again, always encourage video submission. So they'll send me videos, they'll video themselves. Like if, say, they're doing a deadlift, I'll want to see the video of their deadlift and it's not like in-person training where you get that direct feedback in real time, but Mm. the next session they go in, they'll be able to implement the changes that we're looking for. So when you get someone that hasn't been, um, hasn't really had a fitness routine, how do you determine what type of equipment or what type of athletic endeavor they should focus on? Like cycling, running, yoga, you know, how do you decide? Well, I'm a big proponent of having kind of a little bit of everything. You know, if we only do yoga, we're going to be missing out on a lot of other things. We mm-hmm. could be end up being hyper flexible, which is super dangerous. Or um, you could be missing some strength, which is also super dangerous or vice versa. If you're only lifting weights, you could be missing out on a bunch of mobility. Or if you're only running, you could be missing out on a bunch of strength and mobility. So my programs typically, first of all, what are your goals, right? We're going to talk about that. What are you shooting for? Um, mm. And then we make a program based on that. And we, I start very light at first. You know, sometimes we're like, really, this is the workout. But it's more like, I just want to know where you're at. Number one, I don't want you to get hurt. And number two, I need to progress into to making sure that what you're, you're doing, you're ready for. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And sometimes I put something out there that I think would be easy based on the conversation that we have. And the feedback is, oh my goodness, that's the hardest workout I've ever done. And so we, we, we back it off, you know, at the first, it's a, it's a learning curve for me as well. When I start working with somebody new remotely. You were talking about hyperflexibility and I, I was, I was thinking back to our uh, nutritional therapy training where we learned, and this was a shock to me that um, people who are hyperflexible often it's related to adrenal exhaustion. Do you remember that? I do remember that. And I I didn't know that either. That was a, that was a really great thing for me to know because I was able to help one of my clients with that as soon as we learned that. Yeah. No, that was kind of a shocker for me. I thought, Oh, you mean this was, this is actually bad. This is a bad sign. And And so have you addressed that at all? Well, and then I, you know, then I was tested uh, and yeah, my adrenals were floundering. So, um, yeah. That that has needed attention, definitely. Yeah. Do you feel like you've you've been able to help that a little bit? I have. Um, That's great. Yeah, I you know of course we learned about herbal support for the adrenals Mm -hmm. and modifying your lifestyle, right, so that you're kind of bringing down the stress levels. Mm -hmm. But um, the other thing I've I've come to understand is that uh, some of us just have. uh, we're kind of a hypersensitive um, in terms of our limbic system, mm-hmm. and um, that can have that can take a huge toll on the adrenals because when the limbic our limbic system is like our danger sensing system in the brain. For those of us that have this hypersensitive, high alert kind of limbic system, it's always looking for danger, always scanning, always 
and, and goes off inappropriately, right? Sends off the alarm that calls for the adrenals to release all those hormones, right? Yeah. Cortisol and norepinephrine and adrenaline. So those of us with like a limbic system that's just got a really low threshold for setting off the alarm, then we are going to suffer from um, adrenal exhaustion because Mm. we're just calling for those hormones all the time. And so um, I had to retrain my limbic system. And Mm. that was, that was a big, that was a big finding for me. And uh, it, it produced benefits to my health that I had not expected. So, I mean, I guess that's all to say that nutritional therapy on its own is, is effective. I mean, I I definitely felt like I improved with what I learned as a nutritional therapist, but then there are other pieces that Mm -hmm. also can um, add even more benefits. And and it's not a quick fix. Like you said, a year later, you know, it takes work and it takes effort and it takes consistent diligence to be able to make the changes. Yeah. Right. Well, good for you. It's great. I'm glad to hear it's worked. Did you want to talk about, say, a case study or an example client and and the benefits that they've realized through working with you? Sure. I actually will will touch on the um, person I touched on before, the the person who is just started training for their first triathlon, which is Mm. going to be ultimately going to be that half Ironman. This guy is late 30s. And he has, I actually went to college with him. He was uh, on my track team. So Mm. reached out to me. I hadn't heard from him in years. And he reached out to me seeing that I had what I do for a living. And he said, Hey, I need some help. You know, he said, I've built a business from the the ground up, a very successful business. And he has twin four-year-olds and he, he wants to start training. He hadn't done anything since college track. And that was a long time ago. So Mm. we started just by doing an initial consultation, which is what I do online. And we, we just chat about your goals, where you're at, what you want to do, where you want to go, what's your lifestyle like, all of the things. And um, his diet was tough, to say the least. You know, it was mm-hmm. um, he wasn't eating enough and what he was eating was not great. And so we just made really small changes. You know, it's been, I don't know, a month now, maybe a month and a half, and just really really small changes. Like I want you to start eating protein at breakfast because mm. he was just having rice krispies with his kids, you know? Oh. So let's, let's, let's just start there. And within one week I got a message from him. He said, I haven't felt like this since I was in college. Just one week of just oh changing gosh. to getting, getting crap out of his diet, you know? So as a nutritionist, I mean, I'm sure you're in the same boat. We have a lot of knowledge and I have so much more to learn. I'm not even about to say that I'm an expert in this or even close to, but it comes down to the basics for most people, you know, mm-hmm. unless we've got some serious, serious illness going on or need some massive support. It's usually the basics. Let's, you know, and he sleeps really well. That was one thing that was going really great, but, um, water, he thought he was, this is one thing that I keep mm-hmm. finding with people when I work with them. They think they're drinking enough water. How much? Oh, I drink it. I drink quite a bit of water. Okay. Well, get, give me like a number. I want you to track it tomorrow. And he was drinking 30 ounces of water, but mm-hmm. he was also having about 40 ounces of coffee a day. Oh my so gosh. it was, um, that was a huge, I think that was probably the thing that made the biggest difference for him the first week is I said, okay, I want you to just, and we started, I said, Hey, let's cut you down to 20 ounces of coffee. And I want you to start drinking 50 ounces of water. So mm-hmm. it was not a huge change for him, 
but he went above and beyond after we'd had the conversation of where we wanted to go with water and he started drinking 80 ounces of water and he cut back to one cup of coffee in the morning. Wow. And so that, which is a huge change to be able to do that from what he was doing. And those small, small, but significant changes made him feel like a new man. And so we have a lot of work to do still, but my work that I'm doing really comes down to most people just need to eat real food. They need to sleep. They need to drink more water. They need to get sugar out of their diet, <laughs> kind of kind of the basics. And that makes people feel really dang good and can take care of a lot of issues that might be happening. Yeah. And do you find that you put people on some basic supplementation? Um, it depends on the person, you know, I mean, for him, I do, he's, he's got some, um, arthritis and some stuff going on. Um, mm -hmm. and especially he's going to be starting to train more. So we just talked about fish oil, you know, we got yeah. him on a good quality fish oil and, um, I suggested turmeric. I don't think he's quite there yet on mm -hmm. that. Um, but, uh, you know, that's kind of a hard, literally a hard pill for some people to swallow because they're, you can taste it. Uh, I think I put on some magnesium too. I can't remember off the top of my head. I think I have yeah. a little bit of magnesium, but what I have most people do also, what I'm finding, especially athletes, but is just a pinch of sea salt in their water every day, you know, so it's not a pill you're not, you're not taking, you know, I, I find that it's, people get scared when you start talking about supplements sometimes, you know, yeah. I, I've found that. I don't know if you have, but they're like, oh, don't push any pills on me. And I'm like, well, it's not a pill. We're not we're not popping pills here, but, yeah. but this is how it's going to potentially help you. But, uh, again, his diet was very high inflammatory. So going with some fish oil seemed like a pretty appropriate thing to do without seeming too intimidating and, and he feels good on it. So most of my clients need, um, some, just a multivitamin, you know, <laughs> and yeah. some minerals, uh, yeah. you know, I'm talking like the basics, like you said, fish oil, mm -hmm. and then a fiber supplement. Those are mm -hmm. kind of the, the basics in my mind. And um, many of my clients will come in and they'll say, Oh, I'm already taking a multivitamin. Okay, fine. You know, that's good. Let's look at the yeah. label. Let's see what's in here. But um, I do, I, I do think that most people have to sort of accept that the quality of our food is not quite the same as it used to be in previous generations because the soils are quite depleted and it requires taking a little bit of insurance, which is a multivitamin and some, uh, some minerals. It would be great if the multivitamin had the minerals in it, but often there's just not enough. Um, so yeah. usually I have those separate and then the fish oil, the fish oil is so important because it helps with inflammation. As you said, it also improves your brain function, mm -hmm. which, mm -hmm. Hey, if you can improve brain function with a little bit of fish oil, I mean, why not? We all could use a little bit more brain function. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> if there's one thing in your body, you probably want running at tip top shape. It's your brain. So yeah. give it a little fish oil and then, uh, the fiber, I think you know, most of us just don't get enough fiber out of our diet. So I'm constantly telling people, think about adding some ground flaxseed to whatever you eat for breakfast or, yeah. or a little Absolutely. bit of psyllium husk. I've been doing, I've been having a lot of, I, I would say maybe like 80% of the people I'm throwing that out of nowhere, but I'm probably saying 80% of the people that I've worked with. I also recommend an ap apple cider vinegar before mm. meals. And it's, that's helped a lot of people. I have one woman who she was eating a really clean diet, but she just was always bloated. She always, you know, had this, this little gut stuff. And I said, let's just start with this and see what happens. And within a couple of weeks it was gone, you know, she felt great. So, um, for 
you know, stimulating digestion and helping, right. helping the stomach acid. So I feel, I feel like that's a pretty big one that I offer as well. I try to stick, I mean, if you call that a supplement, you know, that's still yeah. like essentially quote unquote food, I guess you could say. So, um, for a lot of the people I work with, there's, like I said, there's a, an intimidation factor of supplementate supplementing with and having to buy more pills or more whatever, that's what people call them, you know, buy more stuff. So starting with the real food and then and then moving from there. I think that apple cider vinegar can be a great way to go if people don't want to take the hydrochloric acid, you know, yeah. capsules or yeah. they don't quite have that level of need. But lemon juice or mm-hmm. apple cider vinegar is um, can be very helpful for digestion. Yeah. What is one thing you wish everyone knew about improving their nutrition? I guess I would say, you know, I think most people know, like, we should take processed food, we should take sugar out. But I think, um, including myself, I think we need to slow down. (laughs) We need to slow down our eating. You know, I still find myself, I'm I'm a busy go, go, go person. And sometimes I shovel in food while I'm running to the next client. So remembering to dedicate that time to sit and enjoy your food. Because if you're buying all this incredible stuff, you're buying all the organic, all the grass-fed, all the amazing things, mm-hmm. but you're shoveling it in and not chewing, you're not going to be getting what you need out of all of that. So um, yeah. to remember to sit and enjoy it. I think that is a really important point that we don't think enough about in this, as you said, go, go, go society. It's incredible, you know, when you go to Europe and you sit down for a meal, like in France, and you see mm-hmm. the families like, sitting around the table, you know, and the even little kids, you know, for an hour and a half, mm-hmm. two hours, they sit and enjoy their meals and they do it at breakfast and lunch and dinner. And we, we've kind of paid a price, I think, for our over-focus on productivity mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, to the point where very busy people, you know, often they're not getting lunch. They're kind mm-hmm. of starving during the day and then trying to make it up in the evening, which is really not a good way to go. So uh, I think, you know, one of the things we were taught in our program was if you're a very, very busy person, then you need to eat really, really simple meals. So if you don't feel like you have time for breakfast or lunch, I mean, and you need to have really easily digestible food. So pureed vegetable soup or smoothies or things that are high nutrient density, but easy on your gut. They're like halfway digested already. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Most of the way digested already. Yeah, exactly. Tell me again how people should reach you if they would like to learn more about what you do. My website is jennylabaugh.com and on there there's a contact page that can email directly to my email, but my email is also jenny at jennylabaugh.com. And then my um, Instagram is at jenylabaugh and my Facebook is jennylabaugh. Pretty sounds, simple. Sounds great. So people can go to your website and learn more about your services, your packages, yeah. and the online options if they don't happen to reside in Northern California. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and so you don't maintain a, a gym in Colorado, right? So when you're in Colorado, you're, you're doing online work. With online clients. work. And I do have some friends that own gyms here. So I'll pop in and help coach sometimes or oh. I'll take a client here and there. But yeah, when I'm here, I usually just go and climb up mountains. <laughs> <laughs> I, st- I, can- I spend my Colorado time just really, you know, 
working as little as possible and playing as much as possible. <laughs> that sounds like a good recipe for health. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and laughing as much as possible. <laughs> yeah. Well, Jenny, it's been great having you on the show. I hope to see you again soon. Likewise. Thank you so much for having me on. Thanks for joining us for the Flourish with Functional Nutrition podcast. Please listen again and remember to follow us and leave a review on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or Stitcher. To learn more about Twin Cities Nutritional Therapy or check out our podcast page, visit tcnutritionaltherapy.com. To find a nutritional therapy practitioner in your area, use the provider search at nutritionaltherapy.com. Until the next time, be well and flourish. Content of this podcast, copyright 2020 by Twin Cities Nutritional Therapy. Music by Barbara Benn.